It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as the Warriors are set to take on the Denver Nuggets tonight in Denver at altitude. DeMarcus Cousins update, an update on another center, and uh, everything in between. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's happening? Warriors taking on the Nuggets tonight. Also, some other news concerning these dubs. I think I'll go with the news first. Yeah, I I think we'll do it that way. So actually, it's not quite news, but there were a couple of pieces from the Dallas game that I couldn't couldn't get to you, you know? It was a long podcast. I only had so much time. A couple notes, and I think a couple sound bites I'm going to play for you also uh, regarding the Dallas game and just the chemistry of KD and Steph. That was the main thing to come out of that game, uh, personally, I think. And part of that was, as Steve Kerr said, KD would change some plays would change some of the the design or what have you he saw that Steph was hot saw Steph had mismatches and would say no let's let's go to Steph on this one and uh, Katie actually touched on that after the game here's what he had to say no it's common Uh, I got I always feel like I have a I know I have a feel for the game and I know I can see the flow of the game pretty easily um he had mismatches. He was making shots over everybody tonight. So why even run plays and just give him the ball? What do you think of that idea of just the, the open collaboration? What do you mean? Uh, just Steve welcomes that. I mean, obviously you guys who are who you are. Oh, Steve. The idea of having collaboration. Oh, I mean, it's good, especially when you got veteran guys that know the game inside and out. I mean, I'm sure most of us in the locker room know the game just as much as coach. And, um, you know, so collaborative collaborative effort comes from just wanting to be successful each possession, and coach calls us some great plays for us, and you know we try to you know, fine tune the little details within those plays sometimes. But he has an overall template that we kind of play out of, and guys been around the system for so long they kind of can see things before they happen, and uh, just try to use your basketball IQ. Guys, four straight wins. You obviously got the Marcus coming back next week. Is this as good a place as you guys have been in since maybe you were, I think, ten and one? <clears throat> we just keep our head down, keep trucking, man. Who, I mean, who knows? You know, we just got to tonight was solid. We get to see what we learn, uh, we can get from this game and move on. Uh, we not, we don't want to put together like six or seven straight games and just like, all right, just playing great now. We just want to keep the momentum going and see what happens at the end of the year. So some good stuff in there from KD. Uh, I liked that, you know, just talked about his feel for the game and a lot of players on this team, their feel for the game and being veterans, et cetera. But also the fact that 
you know, that kind of gets overlooked that Steve Kerr is willing to collaborate with his players on stuff like this. And, you know, he's not a a dictator of a coach where KD can say, no, man, Steph's got it going. He's got this mismatch. Let's go to Steph. And, and Steve Kerr trusts him. Trusts that they have the feel for what's going out on, uh, going on out on the floor. So I, I thought that was cool to hear. And just the fact that, yeah, they've put together four uh, four wins, four good games. And just looking to keep it going. Like you said, keep his head down. Uh, the tough part is the schedule is just insanely hard uh, for the rest of the season. And it has been the entire season, actually. This this year, the Western Conference is, is absolutely no joke. The one team that's completely out of it is Phoenix. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix beat any team on any given night. They have the talent. They're not good. Uh, as far as being a team, a basketball team, but they have the talent to beat any team. The the West is stacked, absolutely stacked. Uh, the two easiest games they've had recently were against the Bulls and the Knicks. Guess where they play? The Eastern Conference. So, anyways, moving on from that, one of the things we also talked about from the Dallas game was that Steve Kerr is tweaking his rotation back to Steph playing all, most if not all of the first and third quarters. And I mentioned that I, I kind of like the idea of taking him out, you know, minute and a half, two minutes uh, left in the first and third, because then you can bring him back just a little bit earlier, which is definitely different from what he was doing, where he would take him out with about four minutes left, have him start the, the second and fourth. And, you know, it was, I, I don't know, it worked and it didn't work. It worked and it didn't work. That makes zero sense. But I like what we saw, wonder how he's going to, do it moving forward. Will it be the entirety of the first and third like we've seen before? Uh, either way, the main benefit is the fact that that Steph and KD have found just great chemistry in this third year together. Uh, but Steph was asked about the new rotation, I think like the third new rotation he's dealt with this year. Here's what Steph had to say. I got to get in shape, man. I, uh, you don't play 12 minutes straight. No. Tonight was a, a step in the right direction in terms of getting back to that. I felt really good. Last last game was a little different, but it's it's what I'm used to. If it if it happens to go back, I'll be ready for that. But it's um, it's just about understanding you know what to expect going into every game and just being ready to play. But I do enjoy it. For sure. Great thing. Now Steph said something there that I kind of wondered about during the game when he was getting subbed out with about two minutes left was and especially because it was such a high usage game for him. Uh, that he was, you know, exerting a lot of effort, that maybe he was just a little tired towards the end of the third, and, and Steve, you know, wanted to give him a couple minutes rest. But we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure he's fine and could have kept going. But it was just a thought that I had, and he kind of mentioned that, yeah, you know, I enjoy this this rotation a little more, playing the entirety of the first and the third. So I think that wraps up the Dallas game almost. Almost wraps it up because there's still a couple things from it that I didn't uh, wasn't able to get in on the last podcast. That win uh, moves the Dubs to eight and one on the road since December eighth, so they're getting back to their road dominance that we've seen over the last God what six years, uh, which is good to see. Which is good to see because I th- as fans we know what this team is about. It's about the postseason and just getting ready for the postseason. It doesn't really matter if they're the eight seed or the one seed. As long as they get there healthy, that's the main goal. But it can be tough to watch some uninspired basketball some nights, you know, when they just don't really care. 
because there are those nights. It's just the truth. But to see them starting to lock in, especially on the road, that kind of tells me that they're they're gearing up a little bit. They're taking it a little more serious, at least, which I, I enjoy. I enjoy watching it more than when they don't, personally. So 8-1 and one on the road. And one last thing that I somehow didn't mention uh, when talking about Steph's incredible, ridiculous game against the Mavs where he scored 48 points, you know, went, what was it, 11 of 19 from three. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers from Steph, 48 points, 17 of 32, 11 of 19 from three, six rebounds, five assists, one steal, two blocks, rim protector Steph Curry, and zero turnovers. That's huge. First off, he's not going to have to uh, buy his mom a gift or anything. If you guys don't know the the old story, I don't know if he still does it, but uh, back when he was, I think it was the Mark Jackson days when, you know, he would have high turnover games, his mom would fine him. And he'd have to, you know, either give her money or buy her a gift or something. Uh, So he's getting to keep that, keep those ducats after a zero turnover game. Uh, He's had some great showings recently. This one, you know, scoring 48 points with the ball in his hand most of the game with zero turnovers. And when he had the 14 turnover, or sorry, 14 assist game with only one turnover. So he's really not turning it around because he's, you know, he's fine. But he's just really taken care of the ball recently, which is which is huge for this team. A couple other things I want to mention before we take a break and get to tonight's game against Denver. So I've mentioned the Robin Lopez interest, what have you, that you know the Warriors could use another big center. Robin Lopez, likely to be bought out, would be a great option. Blah, 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 blah. You all know where I'm at with it, how I feel, etc. And we saw during the Bulls game, which again, might not mean anything. Maybe Steph and KD are just fans of his celebration. But when Robin Lopez hit a three, did his making and drinking tea celebration, Steph and KD loved it, thought it was hilarious. They're they're fans of it. Again, might not mean anything, but if uh, you want me to read into it, I will gladly. Uh, they, that he, they want him on the team. He wants to be on the team, etc. And now it's official. There have been reports that if Robin Lopez would get bought out, he would join the Warriors. But the problem is right now the Bulls are refusing to buy him out. They want to try and get something back in return for him. And it's understandable. Trade deadline isn't another... It's February 7th, so that's another like three weeks away. So I understand why they're reluctant to do so. Because if you can get something for an asset, then you do it. I mean, that's the hardest part about the whole Pat McCaw thing for me. Not that he's not a warrior anymore. It's that he left for nothing. They didn't get anything for him. And the tough part with Robin Lopez is uh, no one's going to trade for that contract. If they do, it would be more of a salary dump than anything. And if someone does trade for it, I wouldn't be surprised if it got traded for and then bought out. So it's just the waiting game right now, which is annoying. Uh, Robin Lopez has showered the dubs with some love recently. When asked if playing for the Warriors is an appealing situation, he said, I think it's it's an appealing situation for just about anybody in the league. You go there, they share the ball, they play defense, they play the right way. But right now that's something we're aspiring to do here. And there's a certain joy in trying to build a culture like that. I appreciate being a veteran in that position of helping shepherd a team towards that point. 
I try to stay focused on what's going on in the present. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I know anywhere that I go, I'm going to look to help out and contribute. I think I have a pretty flexible game. I try to plug in wherever I need to help out. So pretty standard response there, but something else happened recently in a practice yesterday that was called a fiery practice or who knows. Uh, Robin Lopez got into it with Chris Dunn and actually had to leave practice and, you know, cool down, etc. cetera. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, it's just going to be a wait and see game. The, the tricky part is, do the Bulls really refuse to buy him out after the trade deadline? If they can't trade him and he still wants to be bought out and join the Warriors, do the Bulls really stand strong and say, no, you're, we are not allowing you to join the Warriors. We already had the Jordan Bell situation that made us look terrible. We're not going to let you go there. I doubt it, but who knows? This is the Bulls. They are one of the worst-run franchises in the NBA. They just extended Jim Boylan after a 37-point loss to the Golden State Warriors. So, I don't know. It's just something we're going to have to wait and see. Again, I think he'd be a solid fit, but who knows? Warriors are playing the Nuggets tonight in Denver. First night of a back-to-back. One of the toughest back-to-back stretches in the NBA. We're going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, what's good? Warriors taking on the Nuggets this evening in Denver. In altitude. First night of a back-to-back. Pretty unforgiving spot in the schedule for the Warriors. But again, like I said, this entire season is unforgiving because of how stacked the West is. The 14th seed, which is the Memphis Grizzlies, are only six games behind the four seed. And seven and a half games behind the three seed. It is just stacked in there. It is a bottleneck situation right now that I will work itself out eventually, I think. But the West is just stacked. The West is no joke, and it's something the Warriors have to deal with every single night, especially this next stretch of games. It's going to be a tough one for the Warriors. But like I said, with them getting refocused on the road recently, if they're able to come out of this, not just this road trip, it's this is a short one. They come back and play the Pelicans on Wednesday. But then they've got another, what, five on the road after that. This is a tough stretch for them. But if they can come out, you know, only two, three losses out of it, I mean, maybe even less. Who knows? It's the Warriors. 
that would be huge for them moving forward. And tonight, they're taking on the Denver Nuggets in elevation in Denver. First night of a back-to-back. And the Warriors are only a half game behind the Nuggets right now. Nuggets are 29-13. and 13, Warriors are 29-14. and 14, So they're tied in the win column. Warriors have one more loss, obviously. Uh, I think you guys can do that math. But not only are the Warriors going for uh, the, the win just to, you know, take over the number one seed in the West. It would also be the first time that they've won five straight since the beginning of the year. Is that a big milestone? Not really, but it is true to peace there. And the schedule is tough coming up. Uh, After Denver tonight, they have New Orleans, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Wizards, Celtics, Pacers, Sixers, Lakers, Spurs, and then Phoenix on February 8th is the first kind of easy game, I guess you could say, uh, depending on how you feel about the Wizards. And all those games I just mentioned up until Phoenix are all national TV games as well. Not that that makes it harder or anything, just a little note there. So it's a tough schedule coming up. But like I said, if the Warriors can come out of this, you know, with one or two losses, that would be a great stretch for them, especially considering that six out of those 10 are on the road. And as I mentioned, Warriors 8-1 and one on the road since early December. Could bode well for them. But again, tough teams. Let's get into tonight's actual game. Warriors taking on the Nuggets. As we know, Nuggets are good. They're good. It's not uh, not your father's Nuggets. It's not, what is it, George Carl's Nugs. <laughs> this team is legit. Uh, Jokic coming off a 40-point game a couple nights ago. And they're doing all this missing a couple players, too. They still don't have Will Barton. You know, Malik Beasley has stepped in well. Torrey Craig is a guy they found who's playing well for him. Uh, Monte Morris is another guy who stepped in and played well with the the absence of of Will Barton, Malik Beasley, and Monte Morris. have both played well for him, filled in well. But obviously the, the headliners are Jokic, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap. You know, we can't forget those guys either. So matchup-wise... This is another situation where uh, it'd be nice to have a big center. (laughs) It'd be nice to have a big body to go up against Jokic, uh, even though he is, he's versatile is the problem. So if you get a big guy who can't guard on the perimeter, well, then Jokic can play on the perimeter. If you get a big guy who, or, or a smaller center like Looney or Bell, who, you know, can be overpowered in the post, Jokic can go to the post. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. You have to imagine Looney's going to get the the majority of the time against him, and probably probably Draymond also. Steve Kerr has been very reluctant to play Jordan Bell this entire year. Even when Jordan plays well, you know we don't see much of him. We might see him for one game, and then that's about it. And not to mention they have Mason Plumlee coming off the bench as well. So it's Mason Plumlee, it's Jokic, so. We'll see what how that matchup works out. And one thing that, I don't know, I've noticed, I guess, is they play these big centers and they don't really use what's their advantage, so to speak, where, all right, we, we're going up against a big center. We're going up against, you know, Nurkic. Well, Nurkic can't run the floor. 
like Bell or or Draymond or Looney, and we just don't take advantage of it. And yeah, I said we. So hopefully that's something we'll see tonight, something we'll see moving forward. But you know, I don't know. Again, Steve Kerr, you got you got to trust him. But sometimes I just feel like they they could run run these centers off the floor, and we don't see it as much as we have in the past. I guess you could say. But yeah, the main the main matchup is Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Steph Curry. That's also another good one. Jamal Murray, as we know, has the ability to go off. Uh, you give me the matchup straight up, I'm taking Steph every time. But again, Jamal Murray has the ability. You know, it would if Jamal Murray outplays Steph in one game, a one game sample size. Am I like that surprised? I don't know. Probably not. Gary Harris has been good for them as well. He's a tough defender. He can get buckets too. Michigan State, shout out. Draymond. <laughs> so they're they're a tough team. They're a tough team. Paul Millsap, 33 years old, not playing his best game, but the guy can still go. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up, how this game goes. I think the Warriors will be motivated, as we saw in Dallas. I think this team is starting to ramp up a little bit. And knowing that, you know, win tonight gets them the number one seed for now. But this is the first part of one of the toughest back-to-backs in the NBA. I've heard it is the toughest just because of going to Denver. You're losing time. It's so hard to play there, and that it, it wears on you. It's you know, it's not a, uh, it's not just a a one night thing. Like you feel it the next day also. But that's why I also have a theory on tomorrow's game, and I'm going to tell you what that is coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On podcast network support for this podcast comes from wild turkey kentucky straight bourbon whiskey let's tune in to their one-on-one with jamal a real bartender from old fourth ward in atlanta i really get into the backstory of whatever i'm pouring out of respect there are literally years of experience behind these bottles wild turkey same recipe since 1942 if you want a true classic this is what you want to order wild turkey Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, what's good? Just went over the Denver game a little bit. Uh, There's only so much to say. Jokic is going to be the major key. Jokic and Jamal Murray. I mean, it's not like Trey Lyles is going to come out and, you know, score 40 or anything. So... Obviously, same thing. I want to see, you know, the bench guys play well. I pretty much say that every game, I'm sure. Maybe we'll see some Quinn Cook tonight because of the fact that they don't have a ton of size in their backcourt. Because uh, I'm still trying to figure out why, when and why Steve will and won't play <laughs> Quinn Cook. I, I don't understand it when he does and doesn't. But anyways, as I mentioned, the back-to-back, one of the toughest in the NBA Heard it is the toughest. I've never had to do it, so I don't know. But that's what I've heard. And because of that, I have a theory. 
that I've been wrong on before. Has to do with Boogie. Steve Kerr did confirm that he's on pace to play, you know, uh, against the Clippers. But he also mentioned before it could be against the Pelicans, could be against the Lakers. It's it's within this next week that he's going to play. So let's say the Warriors win tonight, going back home to take on the Pelicans. I could see a situation where Steve Kerr says, okay, you know what? Boogie, you're playing tonight. Lace them up, and let's go. Just to give the Warriors a little extra oomph, a little extra motivation, a little push uh, after playing Denver in you know the toughest back-to-back in the NBA. I could be very wrong. I probably will be, just like I was wrong about saying he was going to play against the Bulls. But I don't know. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. I think it would also depend on them, them winning tonight. Or hell, maybe even losing. I don't know. You see, I'm just now I'm just rambling. Now I'm just coming up with conspiracy theories. What would make more sense? So you win tonight, you have the number one seed, and then you bring them back to stay motivated to keep the number one seed, or you lose tonight and you bring them back to you know give the team a little push after a tough loss. I don't know. I I'm all over the place, dude. Always am. But either way, I'm just super excited to see Boogie start playing within the next three games. League pass picks for tonight. Let's go with Philly and Minnesota. That will be a good one. I'm intrigued by Ryan Saunders, the the coach who is, you know, 14 years old. And uh, look, the the best game is Golden State Denver, but also go with Miami Milwaukee. Six games tonight. Three of them pretty good. The rest are, you know, good teams playing bad teams like Indiana playing Phoenix, Thunder playing Atlanta. Lakers playing Chicago, except that might be a good one considering LeBron's out and the way the Lakers have been playing recently. Either way, watch the Warriors game and come back tomorrow to catch more of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Please. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.